I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Adriana where she's going to talk to us about discovering new perspectives when studying abroad. Hey Adriana, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Thank you for inviting me. So before we get to your tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yes, well, my travel journey actually started 10 years ago. May 12th will make it 10 years exactly, which is super exciting to have that 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 10 year journey. And it started when I studied abroad in Spain for the very first time. I left the US for the first time, even out of the state of Florida. And it was my first time on the plane. So a lot of firsts for me at that time. And through that process, I learned much more about myself. I became much more humble because it started two days into my program. I got lost in Madrid and that was horrifying, frustrating, irritating. I felt silly. I felt dumb for getting lost and it didn't start out positively my travel journey, but I needed it. It was a pivotal moment in my travel experience because I actually went abroad to Spain with the an ugly mentality, honestly. It was prideful, it was arrogant, and I immediately compared my hometown of Miami to Madrid. Not just like, oh, it looks a little bit similar, but more so, oh, I can, I got this. Uh, you know, I can navigate the city easily. Not realizing that I had to speak Spanish to mostly everyone in the city, which I wasn't very uh, successful at. But because of that, I ended up staying the entire six weeks six weeks because I didn't want to stay there after getting lost. But I became much more humble. The lesson for me was appreciating where I was, the experience. And so from there, it inspired me to later down the line to encourage other first-generation minority students to also study abroad. And only 6% of those who study abroad in the U.S. right now identify as African-American. And I think overall, the minority population is less than 15%. So that is my my goal. It has been my what I thrive to do since that experience. And then I have hit some bumps and obstacles along the way. I taught middle school science uh, and math. I also taught English language learners. And eventually, um, after meeting the previous person in my position right now at a conference, I'm now uh, working at a institution in South Carolina as the assistant director of international programs. So it's been it's been a, a wild ride, but a necessary ride for me to get here to encourage students to study abroad and have this experience of, you know, gaining soft skills, learning more about themselves to further impact the world, even our own community. So studying abroad for a minority is even more important than anything else because it really gets you out of your comfort zone, your environment, because like you said, we often think that where we are is the whole entire world. So when you were studying abroad, what were the lessons that you've learned that was really crucial to your growth? So definitely going back to humility. I think, again, if I hadn't had that experience of getting lost, I don't even know who I would be right at this moment. So it made me much humble and much more open-minded to what the world is because I went, I, I, I thought that Miami, my home city, 
was the center of the world, that everyone knew it, that everyone respected it. And honestly, talking to you and kind of knowing the people much more at that time, it's not that they couldn't care less about Miami, but it wasn't their central focus. Their country, their city, their town were central. And so I needed to make sure I respected their views and respected their country and not kind of overshadow them with my own personal views. And so humility was a big lesson for me, but also me getting out of my comfort zone, not taking for granted that, you know, I live in a big city, but also that I live in the U.S., that I think I know everything. So being in Spain allowed me to expand my territory, as my mom would like to say, and see others in their habitat, see others in their country, um, because I had never been out of the state of Florida or the U.S. at that time. And so I needed to take risks and needed to expand my skills so that I could go back home and use that for my own community and also my job, my school, and uh, just kind of help people out from what I learned. So I gained a lot of soft skills from that, just taking risks and getting out of my, my own comfort zone of where I was from and my own country. Now, what should you do to discover the power of international education? Because you had mentioned before, it's a lot different from just tourism or traveling, right? There's a big difference to it. Right. So if, and this, you know, you speaking to different audiences, if you are one who is thinking about going abroad or is on the on the fence about whether you should or you should not, I absolutely encourage you to do so uh, because you know we obviously finances is a big is a big challenge and we have these challenges here at our institutions in the U.S. that there are there is funding for you to go abroad, especially if you're an underrepresented minority student at a college, and if you're a parent of a student who identifies as first generation minority underrepresented, there's money directly for you to study abroad, whether at your institution or whether uh, nationally. And so the power is in opportunity, awareness, and actually participating. It's a resume builder. And that may be like a, it has a negative connotation, but it will, it's a conversation that you can have with future employers, your grad school about your experience, because they're seeking someone who are not just stuck in their own bubble, but has expanded their territory, has expanded their mind and their skills to working with and being around and communicating with diverse groups of people. So it's significant. And that's where the power is, is actually participating. So if you have the power, if you travel abroad, study abroad, I encourage you to reach out to institutions to share your story. Because for me and my college, I'm open to uh, allowing speakers to come in and speak to our students because they want to make that connection between the city abroad experience to, to an actual job. And it could be business, it could be English, it could be history or a language. We want to make sure that students understand that no matter what you're studying, that you can still study abroad. It is valued for your future job and for your future career. So study abroad is, uh, is, un- is unique, is not separate from your college career. From what you're already doing is is a component, a necessary component to add to heighten uh, your job skills um, when you fur- when you further apply for whether grad school or a job, an internship. It will definitely help you in the long run. That is such a great point to emphasize, Adriana, because 
a lot of people just think about it as traveling and making friends when you're abroad. But like you said, it goes beyond that. Not only are you being exposed to different cultures, but it is also really good for your future in the long run because you have this diversity that you can show your future employers or even if you start a business, you have more information on your fingertips that you personally have. Now, is there any tips that you have for someone who wants to study abroad, but they don't know how to start? Well, it goes to, if you're at a university, to speak to someone in your city abroad office, or it could be a city abroad advisor, to start that conversation. I, I, I like to tell my students to start the conversation. Sometimes if you have more of a relationship with your academic advisor or a particular professor, start the conversation and uh, get some information from them. They most likely have some their own personal travel experience and also study abroad experience that they, one, can excite, incite you to kind of get some more information. So conversation with people Relevant people around your campuses is where you should start, but also kind of do your own research. If you're at an institution, there's most likely a website or a link that you need to follow in order to see which programs are out there. If you want to do an exchange program, you know, go independently to another country or go through a customizable company program. There are options for everyone. And I know a lot of my students are athletes. They are STEM majors, and so they're limited, but there's an option for everyone, whether you want to go for two weeks, three weeks, a month, a semester, or even a year. One, just make sure that you understand that there's an option for you and do your research and talk to people who can get you there to study abroad, whichever semester that you can go. And as long as you um, have also research uh, scholarships for you, if funding is, is a challenge and an obstacle for you. Those are such great tips. Thank you so much, Adriana. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can find me at my blog, travelpreneur.com, and also on social media, um, all of my platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find me at Travelpreneur as well. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate all of the tips that you gave us. Thanks, Debbie, for inviting me. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.